Okay, hello everyone. Today we will be studying the Mishnayot for January 18th, the 5th and 6th Mishnah in the 8th chapter of Masechet Brachot. Once again, more disputes between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. The Mishnah discusses the following case. Somebody was eating Sudachlishit, the third meal on Shabbat afternoon. The meal went so long that it was time to recite Havdalah. So now they really needed to have two glasses of wine. Because in the olden days, they used to, I shouldn't just say the olden days, some have the practice to do this as well nowadays, especially if there are many people benching, is that at the conclusion of Birkat Amazon, they actually make a blessing on a cup of wine, Baripri Hagafen. You might see this at Sheva Brachot, you know, with a Chatan and Kalam. Uh, but again, uh, many people are strict about this when they have a zimun of three people, some a little bit more strict when you have ten people. Again, that at the end of Birkat Mazon, you then recite a bracha, Baripir on a cup of wine, like similar, similar to Kiddush. And then you also need a second cup of wine, one for Havdalah. So again, you've eaten your meal, the afternoon meal, and you've gone so long that it's time for Havdalah. Really what should happen is you should bench, take a glass of wine and say, and then you do the whole Havdalah ceremony. The case that our mission is discussing is that you only have one cup of wine. And you want that cup of wine to work for Birkat Amazon and for Havdalah. So the question is, what is your order? Like, how do you integrate the Birkat Amazon, you know, with the cup of wine and the Havdalah? So it says the mission like this, Beit says, first you do the bracha on the candle. Then you do Birkat Amazon, then you do the spices, and then you do Havdalah. Beitelo argues, Beitelo says, Ner, you do the bracha on the candle, Besamim, then you do the spices, then you do Birkat Amazon, and then you do the bracha again on the cup of wine, and you do Havdalah. Now, we'll just sort of give a very brief uh, explanation of this Havdalah ceremony. We make a bracha on fire on Saturday night because. Fire was created on Saturday night through Adam and Chava. We also make a bracha on spices to sort of uh, comfort our bodies that have lost the extra uh, soul, the neshama yitera. So the main dispute between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel is as follows. Beit Hillel says, once you do the bracha on the candle, you should do the bracha on spices immediately because candles and spices are very much connected. They're both about Shabbat and Saturday night. And then you could take care of your Berkat Amazon, and then you go ahead and do the bracha of the wine in Havdalah. But Shammai says, no, first you do the candle, and then you do the Berkat Amazon. Apparently, everyone agrees to do candle first, because, you know, it sounds like the idea of the candle is Shabbat is over, now we could benefit from light, so make the bracha on the candle. Then you do Berkat Amazon, because that's the first thing that was really here, right? Your, your meal started an hour ago. Then you do your spices, then you do Havdalah. Uh, if you notice, um, our order of Havdalah does not follow either of these two. Again, the whole benching in the middle of Havdalah, that doesn't really happen. You know, we're not so strict about reciting Berkat Amazon over a cup of wine. So we, of course, bench and then worry about your Havdalah ceremony. But what we do is actually we first do the blessing on wine. Then we do Besamim. Then we do the candle. And then we do the Bracha of Havdalah. That actually follows a version that's mentioned in the Gemara. Moving on to the conclusion of this Mishnah. Beit Shammai Omrim Shebara Me'ar Ha'esh 
They argue about the actual text of the blessing. Beit Shammai says, Shebara, you talk about the fact that God created a fire. In other words, referring to the past. Beit says, Now, we would generally translate that as, you know, thanking Hashem who creates a fire. Uh, or illumination, you know, light from the fire. Uh, so Beit also, of course, believes that we are thanking Hashem for creating fire on Saturday night. And the Gemara does say that Bore could refer to the past as well. Also, he does like the fact that Bore is used in the plural form, and the plural over here would imply these several colors that can be seen in a flame, red, white, blue, green, as the commentaries say, can be seen if one looks closely at the flame. Therefore, he prefers the language bore as opposed to bara. Again, we obviously follow here Beitelel, as always, bore marehaish. Moving on to the next Mishnah. Mission describes what types of candles and spices you can use for Havdalah. This is not a dispute between Beit Shammai and Beitelo. This is a mission that everyone agrees to. One should not use a candle that a non-Jew was using throughout the Shabbat. Because the whole point is, or part of the point is like Shabbat is over. And uh, now you could use fire. So if the fire has been used the whole Shabbat, like this isn't the type of fire uh, that sort of, um, you know, brings out the point that Shabbat, we rest from fire, and now Saturday night comes and we turn on the fire. So do not use a candle that a non-Jew had lit over the course of Shabbat. And also, uh, one should not use that spices that were used at a sort of a non-Jewish meal. Uh, the Mishnah at the end explains the reason for this because it seems like this might have been used for idolatrous practices and therefore not a nice thing to use that for a mitzvah. Also do not use a candle that that is uh, sort of um, you know near a dead person um, because it was not intended to provide light. In other words, so this candle was lit Saturday night uh, in a room where a dead person was lying. So in this instance, the light was not intended to provide light, but rather to honor the deceased. So since it's not there to provide light, it's not the correct light to use for your Havdalah. And also the spices, again, the spices in this case were not used uh, to give off a good smell, but rather they were there, they were put there to cover up the bad smell coming from the corpse. So that's sort of not the smell you're looking for. Uh, the Mishnah does conclude, Again, it's sort of a, somewhat of a repetition uh, that do not use candle and spices that were placed literally before an idol because of course that was used to, to, sorry, excuse me, that was used uh, to in its service of the idol and therefore becomes dis- disqualified from using for a mitzvah. Again, it should be reminded, the Torah does say, no part of the banned property may adhere to your hand. And this refers to uh, items that were used for idolatry, that those things should not uh, fall in your hand and one should not benefit from them. And again, especially should not be used for a mitzvah. Okay, uh, that concludes our learning for the day. As always, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study some Torah.